Hello, this is Alan Garrett with the Wake the Giant broadcast, and I have a very special guest today, Yvette C. Owen. So say hi, Yvette. Hello, everybody out there. And today, we are going to have a topic that is a great topic, kingdom impact in the marketplace, making a kingdom impact in the marketplace. So our conversation is going to be centered around that. Um, so uh, let me kind of unpack what we might mean by that kingdom impact in the marketplace. So kingdom, we're talking about uh, being a, a, a Christian. Jesus said that we were to bring the kingdom of God. That means the rule and reign of God. And that may sound controlling to somebody that's not a Christian, but we don't mean it that way. We mean uh, bringing life and liberty and freedom and healthy business, yes. healthy business practices, yep. all those things, transforming the marketplace and and making it into a better place. Absolutely, because a lot of people are struggling in that space. A lot of people are mm-hmm. feeling in bondage, and they don't even know it. They just know that, oh, it's Monday morning again. So... Um, <laughs> Let's. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Yvette because some, some of my audience might not know who Yvette is. Um, I like Yvette. Um, I'm getting to know her more and more. Uh, she's here in uh, Connecticut in the Hartford area. Um, she is an author. She has a book called Conquering Corporate Enemies that she has come out with recently. Um, she does coaching, business coaching. She's been in the business world for how many years? Uh, about 40 about 40 years. So I think I think she has some things to say. <laughs> um, she's trained other leaders. Uh, she does podcasting. You have a podcast. What's your podcast called? Company um, Company Culture. Company <laughs> should, Culture. With Yvette C. Owens. I should know this. Company Com- Culture with Yvette C. Owens. Company Culture with Yvette C. C. Owens. And I've actually listened to a few of them. I thought they were kind of nice. They're, they're, uh, at the, she's probably going to change as she goes along, but she they're nice, short. They're not too long, and they're short. Uh, little, I don't know what you call it, a conversation like, or blurb about something in business that's that's helpful. Right, because in business, we like to move fast, you know, and so we have yeah. to get it and get out. So it gives you a little punch there, and you can keep moving. Yeah. Give you um, something to think about. If, if you looked under Yvette C. Owens on Facebook and look for something called Diplomat Chronicles, she has a Facebook page, and what's what's that all about? So in business, especially as when you say we're kingdom impacting it for the mm-hmm. kingdom, you have to go in there with being very sensitive and um, mm-hmm. being able to still make an impact, Oops. right? Just lost me. That's what I did. Okay, um, don't drop when you're live on the air. Don't drop your notepad <laughs> on the button that says fade to black. Okay, <laughs> this is just a, it's just a hint of your, you know, it's it's funny. I was talking with a vet because. I'm trying to learn how to do kind of professional level broadcasting. I'm not there, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning. So I have this stuff and sometimes uh, the stuff isn't important. Right. And I'm trying to learn. So I'm like totally yeah. impressed with everything in the studio. So it's the, the content is what's important. Right. What you talk about. And if you're changing lives and providing meaningful content. So um, what was I going to do before this? So we were talking about Diplomatic Chronicles and Uh what I really mean by that. And Mm -hmm. so it's really being able to get in there, be sensitive to what's going on, but still going in 
and making an impact, right? So I'm representing the kingdom of God in the marketplace, in my business, and um, in my Mm. business place, the workplace that I'm in. But Mm. you have to be very sensitive and very, very diplomatic. You know, you can't just come out and say, look, you need Jesus. No, you can't. (laughs) Because in the business world, business exists to make the boss money. Exactly. To produce a product. To bring a to, service to people. To bring a service to people. And and that's the goal of business. So if you're not doing that and you're not doing it excellently. That's right. And you're not, um, like uh, we were talking about being an ambassador. So we did a little a pre-conversation. If you're an ambassador, you're a representative of, of God. So you should be bringing a greater impact, positive impact, like helping people, helping that business grow, helping that business make money helping the the people in that business be successful and and you should be a you should be the greatest asset to that company that they have exactly and that's right on point because mm-hmm. people are the greatest asset to any business mm-hmm. you can't run a business without the people yeah. right and so i was told um a few years back that you're there to help other people yes. you're there to help people and so being there to do that, I'm walking in my kingdom authority and my kingdom mm. principle, but not wearing it on my shoulder, not wearing the robe, not you know, mm-hmm. not not wearing you know the carrying the cross, or yeah. uh, but I am walking in His authority and that glory within me, so mm-hmm. that when I see someone hurting, I can approach them and they can be re- they will receive me because of the way yes. that I can go in and be very sensitive to where they are, not with toting scripture, mm-hmm. but being the scripture, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so um, that's what it really means about being the diplomat. Um, and the diplomat chronicles really share about how I am that's really book. in, yeah. uh, that's the, oh, no, that's, that's your, a Facebook, Facebook page. Facebook and page how I'm really, I share around how you can really overcome and navigate those waters. I've mm-hmm. coached so many people in that workplace around how do you navigate those waters to make sure that you're still being impactful, mm-hmm. can say what needs to be said, smiling, and the people don't even know you just really corrected them. Yeah, it's good. You know, it, a lot of it comes down to good relational skills. Yeah. Um, Jesus, uh, for his, his, his leadership team, his apostolic team, he did not pick professional, uh, pastors. He did not. He picked people that were in the marketplace. He picked businessmen. He picked, uh, people that worked, people that could actually hold jobs. He picked people that were (laughs) going to ask him the why. Yeah. Because in business, one of the biggest questions we have is what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And he he picked those people that were asking that question first before they bowed. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the most of the people that impacted the world in the Bible when you look at the char- biblical characters, they weren't like professional clergymen that we we pay nope. you to to make speeches to us. That's right. They were actual people that had businesses and and farms and uh, on stinky fish boats, on stinky fish boats, and those <laughs> kinds of things. They were they were real people. So, I think that in the world sometimes, or in the Christian world, we tend to have this view that the pastor is the one who's really impacting the world around us, and maybe that's not the way God sees it. Maybe He sees the average businessman as somebody that can really bring bring change, economic change. 
um, if you're a, if you're a, a a strong businesswoman or, or businessman, wherever you are in your community, think about the the jobs you provide for people. So think about the redemption. Uh, there's a uh, uh, a missionary term they, they, they people use called redemption and lift. Mm-hmm. That often where the gospel comes into an area and people start living out biblical principles where they love one another, treat each other well, uh, and they um, they. Uh, are looking out for the economic well-being of other people and the and the, the principles of the kingdom lived out. There's a lift that actually happens in in uh, many areas um, because you know peace comes. Yeah, the greatest disservice that can happen mm-hmm. in a church setting or coming from a pulpit is for a pastor who does not really understand the criticality of business to really mm-hmm. make people who are in that business realm feel mm-hmm. like they're not doing the right thing or mm-hmm. they're bringing corporate into the church. Mm-hmm. And really, we're out there. So That's we get good. fed. We get fed by the, our pastors. We get fed in the word so that we can go out and translate that into the language of the people who are out there, mm-hmm. right? Because we can't say necessarily exactly how it comes across the pulpit, but you mm-hmm. have to be able to say, here ingest it, have the revelation of what's being taught to you, mm-hmm. and then turn it around and then be able to go into your work environment, into mm-hmm. the marketplace, and translate it so someone will mm-hmm. hear. Someone will be open. Someone will be healed and delivered, mm-hmm. right? And so um, we have to build that up. And the more successful our business people are or people outside are in the marketplace, the mm-hmm. more successful the church because we come back in with our skill sets that we learn. We mm-hmm. come back in with the tides that are increasing because mm-hmm. we're increasing. Um, we come back in with even those who we've <laughs> touched in the marketplace who would have never crossed the thresholds of a church. But because we interacted over lunch Mm -hmm. and they were sharing how they were struggling with their daughter or their son, Mm -hmm. and I'm able to minister to them and say, you know, God walked me through that process. Mm -hmm. And now I'm saying, you know what? Can I pray for you? And now they're open to seeing and seeing and feeling the power of God in their life, Mm -hmm. right? All because I translated what you taught me and from the pulpit out mm-hmm. to my world here that I've been placed in as my assignment. Yeah. You know, because sometimes we go into that marketplace. All I wanted was a, I went to college. I just needed a job. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like I didn't really go in there thinking that you're really being assigned by God in that place. Mm-hmm. It's not just you building a career looking to get to that CEO office, which many times never happens, but we have the greatest impact when we're mm-hmm. touching the people around us. Um, almost, I would say since, since the nineties, every job that I've had, I've been a, what you would call probably a, a bivocational pastor. I don't, I don't get paid. I don't take any money, mm-hmm. uh, to, for any of the pastoral work I do. I, I, I have a job and that's how I pay for everything. Yeah. Um, and every job that I've gone into, I've said, I've prayed and I've said, Lord, give me spiritual authority in this place. And I'm not talking about, sometimes when I say that, that scares people. When they hear the word spiritual authority, they're thinking control. Mm -hmm. Um, I get to tell people what to do. No, that's not what I'm talking. I'm I'm talking about, um, I walk into the room and, and people's thoughts turn to the, to God because I carry the the presence of the Holy spirit with me. And also that kind of thing. Or, or, uh, or, 
Um, I remember as a young man in my uh, late 20s, uh, I was working for a company called Olympus, and I had people coming up to me and going, hey, can you marry us? And I go, well, I'm actually not a pastor at that time. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's like either I'm talking about an open door where you can speak into people's lives and make their lives right. better. Right. And they recognize you as a, 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 spir- a person that has something to say spiritually. And so they're open, that yeah. kind of spiritual authority. Yeah. And um, not only that way, but also how you walk through the struggles that you have mm-hmm. to go through in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortunately, unfortunately, I can say fortunately now, but when I was going through it, it was not fun, mm. um, which is where my book came out of some of the struggles. But the people who were around me, the people under my who I was leading at the time or just fellow co-workers and colleagues walk, watching me go through some of the struggles, then they knew, OK, I'm watching you and I'm seeing how you're responding and there must be a God. Yeah. <laughs> because many, many would leave or many would react in very negative ways. But I've drawn and been mm-hmm. able to develop really great friendships and people who still stay in contact with, with me now after years and years because they watched me walk through the adversity. That's good. And people have to know that there's hope and that there's victory and triumphant. You can be triumphant walking through the adversity in the marketplace and still be successful. Yeah, character is so important. I'm going to read a, uh, a an excerpt from uh, Yvette's book. I'm going to hold it up here for the camera. Um, it's called uh, Conquering Corporate Enemies by Yvette C. Owens. I'm going to read a passage here, just a quick one. Um, and uh, it's, it's not too long, but here's what it says. Uh, I hear dogs barking, vicious barks from a pack of dogs that are tight on my heels, ready to attack me, growling in anger with sharp white fangs, positioned to bite when the opportunity presents itself. Imitation, intimidation straight from the enemy's camp. As if it is enough that I report to a witch's cove, a major dose of morning devotions full of prayer, songs of worship and praise and declarations are the only way to start my day. I reinforce my peace and strength this way just to maintain my sanity. I need strength to keep going, especially when there are others who look like me trying to convince me that I just need to relax and not have my guard up. Each time this was suggested, sorry, each time this was suggested, my thoughts were, excuse me, I'm being attacked. Uh, the struggle is real for me. Others watch to see how I handle the adversity as a Christian believer in the workplace. So she's talking in in in, in kind of a in picture form of, of how she's feeling, um, and, and maybe she'll expound a little more on, on that. Just uh, on just how it's, sometimes you just feel like in the in the workplace there's attack, but others are watching to see how exactly. we walk that out how how when you feel like there's attack and there's just things crazy stuff going on at work um that's when you can have your greatest voice and greatest impact how you walk through those situations i don't know if you want to unpack that a little bit yeah and um you know there's believers in the watching you as well as non-believers right the believers Mm -hmm. add the extra pressure because they see you outside 
in worship or they see you outside leading different ministries and then we happen to be working together. So you better show up mm-hmm. like you just showed up yeah. in the choir or you better show up, you showed up with the youth ministry. Um, that was absolutely amazing to me. I literally heard dogs barking. I literally, wow. that's, that wasn't just how so I it wasn't feeling. just metaphorical. It was not metaphorical. Wow. And you can't understand that if you're, you have a harder time understanding it if you are not spiritual led. Um, but I was walking down the corridor and I literally heard that. I also literally heard when there was a group of leadership, people in leadership over me, I was at my desk and these people were very, um, I don't, I guess I would say they, they were very attacking, looking to find, I think they were really looking to tear mm-hmm. down the group that was there. The leadership team was there so they could bring in more of their people. You, mm-hmm. you, you've seen those kind of situations, right? Um, and so I was at my desk and I heard Witch's Cove and I'm like, what? Hmm. I, I mean, because that's not language I use, you yeah. know, or anything like that. And um, I just saw how they hung in packs they, you know, they just did all kinds of things like what you would expect in a witch's coat. So it was the same. Mm-hmm. It was during that same time that I heard the the dogs growling and um, as I was coming into work. And I literally when I say I worshiped and prayed, I had to worship and pray every morning before I came in. But I went back to I was in Bible class school uh-huh. at the time and the t- instructor started to recount when she was working for a witch's coat. Huh. I was like, what? I'm not, th- <laughs> this is real. <laughs> this is real. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, oh, thank you, God. Cause he'll send yeah. us confirmation of what we're going through. Uh-huh. Um, huh. And to let you know that, uh, no, you're not crazy. This is for real. Yeah. This is real. So um, yeah, it's, um, but again, it's not only believers, but it's unbelievers watching you. It's people who are on the edge. It's mm-hmm. people who are, I'm doing church because that's what my family does. And that's how I was raised. And so mm-hmm. I check it off for the week. Um, but they're watching. And it's not necessarily because we go in and say, hey, I, I'm a Christian or whatever. But mm-hmm. it comes up just in conversation. So once it comes up, mm-hmm. they want to see if you're going to walk that out. They want to see if there's yeah, if there's validity there. Validity to, what, to, to who you are. Exactly. Yeah, and there's a there's such a mix in in the marketplace of of ideas and values and and uh, some people just their power is king. Uh, mm-hmm. When you, I mean, I'm just even thinking of of on a, a grand scale, to, uh, like uh, uh, there's that whole pedophile ring with Jeffrey mm-hmm. Epstein and, st- yep. and stuff. There's just there's just a whole uh, culture of of power and control that is out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get to to help build healthy culture. And exactly. there, that culture is one in the, uh, it's, it's, it's like a, a, a popular buzzword, I would say now. It's, mm-hmm. it's in education, I'm in education, and they talk about building healthy school cultures and healthy business cultures. And um, I think, that's, I think that's, that's one of the ways we can impact the marketplace is by learning how to, how to develop healthy culture. Exactly, because culture is king. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we need to also make sure that we are understanding that culture is a thing. It's mm-hmm. the personality of the organization. So no matter who steps in that place, 
they're going to start to be impacted by the mm -hmm. culture of the place. So you can be in a place that is really execution focused. You can be in a place that's really mm -hmm. analytical focused. Um, but you need to know that culture is a thing that you have to be aware of, that you have to pay attention to and learn. Mm -hmm. Because if you learn how the culture works, then you learn how things get done in the place. Mm -hmm. And then you're not um, caught off guard. Being a newbie or a young in mm -hmm. the workplace, um, you're just learning the it's way true. of the business. And you think, and that's the way, but you step into another organization or you mm -hmm. start talking to your friends outside, you learn that the way they do business or the way their um, workplaces is very different than yours. And that mm -hmm. it's all summing around culture. So you, you have to, when you come into a business, if you're not the one running the business, especially, you have to learn the culture that's there. Exactly. Because you, you function within a culture. You absolutely do. So, and, and the people who are mm -hmm. there help to feed that culture, help to sustain mm -hmm. that culture. Because we're trained. You start to speak that language. Mm -hmm. um, you start to behave that way. You go into a mm -hmm. meeting. You know how the meetings are supposed to start and how they're supposed to end. Um, it just is the behavior mm -hmm. of the place. Good. The behavior of the place. And so if you don't know how the behavior of the place, you'll find yourself getting your hand slapped because you, you thought mm -hmm. you were just talking and yep. no, you didn't address the right person in the room. Mm-hmm. And you didn't address that right person in the room appropriately. Mm -hmm. Or you think you're just doing a report or whatever. And, oh, no, you didn't use the right font or you didn't use the consistency. I mean, it gets down. You didn't use the consistency in the bullet points. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It yeah, can get they have certain ways of doing things. All, all yeah. about behavior and culture. You have to know that in order to, one, survive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and two, the more you start to master the culture, then you succeed. Yeah. And uh, I've it's it's true. Like in education, there's a there's a specific culture. And I moved from recently moved from uh, California to Connecticut, and there's a culture that I'm having to learn. Mm -hmm. And I need to learn how to to speak the language and and understand the values and the culture of that particular group in order to have a voice. Absolutely. And if I don't do that, I'm not I'm going to be culturally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And I'm in my book, I'm re referencing conquering corporate enemies. And I'm very clear on corporate is not just the Fortune 500. Mm -hmm. Corporate is when a group of people come together to complete an objective and to meet a mm -hmm. goal. So I'm mentioning that because one who's been in different houses of faith and mm -hmm. houses of worship, there's a different culture from one church to the other. There is. Yes, we're all the kingdom. But each one has a different culture to be able to complete the assignment that they mm, have. So good. Fill. Because, again, culture comes from the people. Yes. Right? So you can't go into one church mm -hmm. and think you can operate the way you did in another church. Won't happen. That's it will wise. not That's happen. That's very wise. I, I, I don't know if everybody's catching what she's saying, but there's a lot of wisdom in that statement. Right. And so how people operate, how they get things done, because we're in mm -hmm. we're in those bodies and we're in those churches, again, to help to fulfill the vision, not mm -hmm. just to be a seat warmer. Right. Um, have to be, again, on assignment in the church that you're in, just like you're on assignment in the occupation that you're in, education mm -hmm. or business or um, the food industry. You're in that. But one restaurant culture. Mm -hmm. 
is not the same as a restaurant. And it could be an Italian restaurant, an Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. But the culture within that is going to be very different. Yeah. Um, that's so important because uh, when you're talking about the church, God loves the whole church. He does. And uh, the church is too divided. We have to Way learn how divided. to love the Catholics. And exactly. we have to learn the inner city churches and the suburb. Sub suburban churches and exactly all the you know the country churches um and they're going to have uh so yeah that's that's important and how about if we stop with the white church versus black church oh good let's come to what is the vision of the house can i grasp can i feel like i'm called to that same vision regardless of my color and then adopt to that culture i think we're too tied to, oh, this is how worship should go. Mm -hmm. And so I let that lead me as opposed to my assignment mm -hmm. or what I can add to the vision of the house. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, we just have to, we just have to be very, very conscious of it. I, I'm, I'm so glad that it's becoming such a thing for us now and mm -hmm. people are paying attention to it because we do need to pay attention to it and mm -hmm. we can shift it. We're in a world now, 2020, mm -hmm. everything is shifting. So, yep. you know, I woke up with in my mind thinking, are organizations really ready to have the culture that mm -hmm. they need to have to move into 2021? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It can't look like 2019. Yep. And when it, when it, uh, uh, the, in the real world, I mean, we as Christians in the marketplace have to live out uh, racial love for one another. Absolutely. So when I'm in the marketplace, I, I, I have to, to honor um, uh, people of, uh, being a white person, I have to honor people of color. Exactly. Because uh, it's, it's a kingdom value. God's coming back for the whole church, not just one part of it. And and I have to I have to learn how to bring uh, healing in my culture. So even when I hear things um, that are that someone is coming from a different place than I'm coming, I have to I have to put on listening ears, mm -hmm. and I have to learn where they're coming from. Even I, I, it's like in my relationship with my wife, uh, there's a communication thing. She may not be entirely right. I may not be entirely exactly. right. But I have to listen to understand where they're coming from in order to bring healing. And so, uh, in the especially in the in in the marketplace, uh, it's a great place to walk out those values. And I can live, I can choose to live differently. I can choose to love my neighbor, no matter who they are or what no their background what. is. No matter what, and we all bring something to the table. So I've been able to worship and be in prayer with a the Boston pray Boston Praise Group, and mm -hmm. that's led by um, a Korean. Mm -hmm. pastors and things like that so again a different culture that mm -hmm. uh, they come from a different background but we have to be remember that it's all the same foundation and mm -hmm. i tell people all the time the kingdom of god is a real thing mm -hmm. kingdom of god is a real thing so when you think of kingdom there's merchants there's educators there's politicians mm -hmm. it's a real thing and we've gone through what we've gone through in 2020 to be able to take our rightful place in every one of those mountains every one of them and we have to go and show up as with the authority that we've been given as ambassadors coming from the kingdom of god and taking over every one of those mountains for him for so, his glory um being an ambassador is uh representative you're representing exactly. we need to be conscious of who we're representing so we should represent him well 
This is the end of part one of Kingdom Impact in the Marketplace. Continue on to the next podcast for part two. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, and share on social media.